Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Good morning and welcome. Thank you for joining us for Morning Bible Study. I'm Pastor Kamisha, and we're so glad you're here to join us. We're going to start our study in chapter 8 of Acts today, but before we get into the word, let's pray. Father, we just thank you for today. We thank you for your loving kindness and your tender mercies. And we thank you, Lord, that you are the all-sufficient one. You are El Shaddai and the one who is more than enough for us. We just come into your presence, Lord, and we just ask you to open your word to us, Holy Spirit. Minister to us and through us as we enjoy the covenant relationship that we have with you and come before you with thanksgiving and praise. We glorify your name, Lord, and we just thank you for the listeners. We thank you for the um, regular um, listeners that and the, the people that partner with us, Lord. We thank you for their lives. We thank you for the blessing that you've poured out upon them. And we just ask that their hearts are blessed and ministered to today in your mighty name, Jesus. Amen. 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 Well, good morning. Welcome, everyone. Let's, uh, let's get into the word, shall we? We are moving forward this morning. We are in Acts chapter 8. I know, it's a long time coming, but we have to be obedient, right? Just like we teach and preach, right, to what the Lord is saying and to us to say and to do. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, I disqualify myself by being mm-hmm. disobedient. To what right? you already know is right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, so this morning we are moving forward. Can I get a volunteer to read from Acts chapter 8? The first eight verses, please. I will. All right, promise. Now Saul was consenting to his death. At that time, a great persecution arose against the church, which was in Jeru- which was at Jerusalem, and they were all scattered throughout the regions of Judea and Samaria, except the apostles. And devout men carried Stephen to his burial and made great great lamentations lamentation over him. As for Saul, he made havoc of the church, entering every house and dragging off men and women, commending them to prison. Therefore, those who were scattered went everywhere preaching the word. Then Philip went down to the city of Samaria and preached Christ to them. And the multitudes with one accord heeding the things spoken by Philip, hearing and seeing the miracles which he did. For unclean spirits, crying out with a loud voice, came out of many who were possessed, and many who were paralyzed and lame were healed, and there was great joy in that city. Amen. Amen. <laughs> well, you're looking at me. Clearly, you have something to share. So, we are going to open up the floor at this time, as is our custom, to let you, each of you, have the opportunity to share what the Holy Spirit speaking and ministering to you, and to ask any questions you have. So, clearly Layla is chomping at the bit. So, why don't you kick us off? Okay. So, I want to make a quick observation. We saw with when Jesus was in his earthly ministry, the devil thought that, oh, if I kill this one, I'll, I'll get rid of the standard and I'll get rid of uh, mess up God's plan. Mm-hmm. And instead, in the words of Miss Terry Pearson's, he created Jesus minis because if a seed, unless it falls in the ground and dies, it remains alone. But mm-hmm. if it does, it produces much more fruit. Mm-hmm. And so now we see these 
the fruit that was produced after Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection. And then we see Saul, again, the adversary trying to scatter. And in his scattering, he just made it more accessible for other people to hear because the people that were scattered, they preached where they were. And more people were being saved and set free and delivered. So it just made me smile just seeing how God continues to trump and come out on top as he already said he would in his word. So I just greatly enjoyed that. Amen. Amen, amen. That's interesting, Layla. If you if you study, there's a lot of um, historians, theologians, and scholars who studied, have studied the impact of the Roman Empire on the spread of the gospel and how so many um, Jewish people at the time felt they were being heavily persecuted by the Romans. And yet the Romans had developed so much of that region that they made roads and travel very easy which led to what you're saying. They were actually able to scatter pretty easy because now they had roads and and travel paths that allowed them to flee to other areas, which actually scattered the seed much better than what it would have been had the Romans not come in and had their occupation. Mm -hmm. You know, I love that you shared that, Dean, and your thought, because Mm -hmm. every time the adversary thinks he's overcoming something that God is doing, God just kind of stomps on his head and, you know, dances over him and goes, I'm going to use your road to go spread my word. Okay, thanks. (laughs) Bye. You know, you did all this. You just laid down and did all this work thinking you were stealing something from God. And God just, you know. I just see him kind of like, you know, marching over it, scrubbing his head in the forehead with his feet and, <laughs> and carrying on. And we serve the victorious God. And, you know, the natural, the natural world would try to bombard you with images and thoughts that are coming from the adversary to tell you that God can't win, to tell you that because they're, they're being louder, you know, as you, you shared with us uh, in between podcasting, they're screaming louder over your voice to keep you from talking and all that stuff. And they're trying to kill uh, kill, still and destroy, um, as the, the God of this world is working through them. And God is just going, ha, 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 ha. Uh, every time you do it, oh, keep it up, devil. Oh, you know, he's having a hearty laugh at the devil's expense. And he just keeps whomping his head, kicking his rump time after time after time. And there's no reason for us as believers to be disquieted on the inside, but we should be confident. We should be emboldened to pursue God. And we should be even more certain that we win. Amen. Uh, there's a book called The Insanity of God. And so uh, I can't think of the author right now, but it's, it's a wonderful book. It's a great read. And it, it talks about how the persecution of the church in China and other regions, but mm-hmm. there's a lot of reference to China, actually has bolstered Christianity and supported Christianity. Mm-hmm. Uh, even the imprisonment of the people that are preaching the word, mm-hmm. there are no theological seminaries mm-hmm. in China. Right. But the prisons are full of theologians Mm. and so the young preachers that end up in jail end up getting ministered to Mm -hmm. and taught Mm -hmm. by the the scholars that are in jail and the and and the prisons in china have actually almost become the theological seminaries and a rite of passage and and then of course the people when they if when and if they get out of the jail they're so emboldened because now they've been through the worst of it and they're like there's nothing left of my life but the persecution they can offer me is nothing so now they become more brazen than ever to spread the word of god amen amen Mm -hmm. And they get to have relationship with the Lord. Man, that glory to God. Amen, Amen to, that. to that. And the pressure. You know, God made us to endure pressure as believers. If anybody's suited for it, we are. Because we have not only salvation, but we have the spirit of the living God. The same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in us. 
We have the mind of Christ. We have the, the spiritual armor that he gave us. We have ministering spirits that are ministering for us as heirs of salvation. We have the word of God. We have everything that we need. And God is for God himself, creator, who said, let there be light and spoke and the world was, is on our side. We have no reason to be upset or dismayed because the devil is making, you know, loud banging noises. And these, these toothless people are roaring against us that have nothing to offer or pressure is coming. We should dig our heels into Jesus and our relationship with him. And I keep using that word intentionally relationship with him, not religion. Religion likes ideas, but has no substance, but relationship will go all the way for God. And we should pursue him and persevere that that pressure that seems to come and then realize when pressure comes, that's because God is pouring out. That's because God is getting ready to spread this thing and he's going to continue to carry out his plan in the earth and we get to be a part of it. Um, you know, this is, this is a, <clears throat> a bit of a rabbit trail, um, but you mentioned the word pressure multiple times there. Mm-hmm. And you actually said, I think if I heard you correctly, you said we're, we're um, designed for pressure. We're built for it. We're That's built right. for pressure. Mm-hmm. Well, so when you said that, well, you know, again, I'm, 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 the, I'm the construction guy, right? The way <laughs> things are built, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they have to be able to, they're, they're, everything's done with a purpose. Our father mm-hmm. is the ultimate mm-hmm. designer, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, he so, is. So um, we, we are currently in the, um, you know, east coast of Virginia as mm-hmm. we're mm-hmm. making this broadcast. And there is 14.7 pounds of atmospheric pressure on our bodies mm-hmm. at this very moment. At all times. Mm-hmm. At sea level. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? Yes. Yep. And so as we go up into further elevations, there's less pressure. Mm-hmm. Our bodies don't perform as well up there. Exactly. We don't breathe as well that it, easier mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. So we were created <laughs> literally for the pressure that's around us to actually cause us to function properly. Mm-hmm. Amen. We go too deep in the water. We have too much pressure. There's a problem there. Mm-hmm. And if we move through that too quickly, we have problems there. We have the bends and all kinds of things mm-hmm. that can happen there. And if we go into altitudes too far, we, we lose our ability to breathe mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. as well, too. So there's a balance of that. And mm-hmm. God knows exactly what that is. And we can trust him for whatever pressure he puts in our lives. Amen. Amen. We are hard pressed, but we're not forsaken, you know. And I love that, Dean. That That's just a natural glimpse of what we are in the spirit. But isn't our God, yeah. a pra- he's a practical and he's a pragmatic God and he's Amen. a unique God and he's a peculiar God and he's a wonderful mm-hmm. God. He's a loving God. He's a wise God. Yes, he he's is. all those things. And we try to make things so linear or we try to focus on one facet and there's, mm-hmm. there's billions upon billions upon billions of facets of God that we can't even begin to comprehend. Mm-hmm. Amen. But we can Amen. rest in the assurance of knowing that he's so far beyond our contribution. Comprehension. Amen. 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 Second Corinthians chapter four, verse eight uh, through 10 says we are hard pressed on every side, yet not crushed. We are perplexed, but not in despair, persecuted, but not forsaken, struck down, but not destroyed, always carrying about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our body. Thank you, Lord. Amen. We are built for this. We are built to glorify our God and to show his divine presence and glory in the earth. And I just, I praise God for that and I appreciate him. So when we see the outcomes and it looks like, man, now they're starting to pressure me. Don't get, don't get in fear. Stay connected with the Holy Spirit and keep moving with him. Keep walking with him. 
keep walking with him by faith and trust. He's a good God. He has a good outcome and a good outcome to God certainly does not look like a good outcome by the world standard. Amen. You got some Amen. Anyone else? Or Layla, were you finished, darling? For the moment. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Who else? Who else has something that the Holy Spirit is speaking to them? Um, I have a statement and I also have a question. Okay. My first question would be, who is this Philip? Is he the disciple <laughs> Philip or he is, is he the... Uh, the deacon or... or deacon Philip. Elder? Yeah, it's not clear. Mm-hmm. It's not clear, sir. Yes. I know it, you're looking at Acts 6-5, I'm sure, and um, throughout the Gospels, right? Yes. So it's not clear. But we do know this about our God, right? Yes. And I, so I'll ask this first. Does it really matter? And I say that because this is what we know about our God. He is no respecter of persons. Mm-hmm. So, yes. right? Yes. It's not about the title, the position, or any of those things. Those typically come as a result of what? Obedience to the Lord and Him exalting you. Amen. Demonstrated obedience. So, because of love to the Lord, we that's demonstrated through our obedience to him. That comes from our humbling ourselves and our submitting to him. Submit to God, resist the devil, and the devil will flee, right? Yes. But we will continue to grow, right? And and yes. throughout all of the Old Testament, throughout all of Scripture, the, the Lord is looking for what? Will we have faith? Mm-hmm. Right? When he returns, will I have faith? Will I find faith upon the earth? Right? Yes. But he's also looking for one that will show themselves or prove themselves faithful. Is that what was said about Moses? That Moses was faithful in the Lord's house? But the same thing was said about Christ, who the Lord said, I will raise up a prophet like you from amongst the people. It was said about Jesus that he was faithful in all the Lord's house, in everything. That's a pattern example, right? Yes. But what do we have here with Philip? What was the point you were going to make? Um, I was just thinking about it, and I was realizing that in the Gospels, how when we originally looked at it, these were the acts of the apostles, and the Lord was showing that apostleship is not just what we think of it, that you're saying that everybody is an evangelist, not literally that you're going to nations, but... Well, that's two different things, sir. Everyone yes, can tra- evangelize, but exactly. it doesn't mean they are sitting in the office of an evangelist. Yes, that's okay. what I'm trying to get at. That okay. There's a difference between having the title, but... There's, there's never a time in Jesus' ministry when he said, I'm only an evangelist right now, then I'm a preacher tomorrow. He never did that. There was a continuation and a molding of all of them together, and we have, the, we have Christ inside of us. So the Lord should show me here was that even if this wasn't Philip the Apostle or the other Philip, there was still an acting in different roles that comes with being obedient to the Lord. He doesn't just keep you in one role your whole life. It's kind of like when you start a business, you don't maintain being the bottom of the barrel. You tend to go upwards. Mm-hmm. And that's what the Lord was revealing to me was that it's a matter of obedience that lets us go and be able to be trusted with more and something that we consider of greater importance. Okay. So let's go back to your apostle and, and evangelist comment, right? Yes. What does an apostle do? Start churches. 
that has become the modern um, perspective on what an apostle does. They just travel places and start churches, right? Yes. But an apostle also takes the word of the Lord and makes it binding. This is what we, this church, is going to follow. And the church is underneath that apostle, right? Yes. They say, this is what we're going to follow, which is either from the Lord speaking to the prophet, because the Lord says, I first do nothing without declaring it to my prophets. So then the apostle takes that, and maybe they also have a prophetic gifting, but they take that word that they receive from the Lord, and they make it binding. We are going to live by this. We are going to follow this, right? Yes. Um, and if you look at, well, Saul, later, not far off to become Paul, right? Yes. What does he say as he goes everywhere? I didn't come to you in words and persuasive speech, right? Yes. But I came to you in what? And power and authority, displaying signs and wonders, right? Yes. Let's, let's read what is, what's happening here. There's a dispersion of the first church, which actually is a fulfillment of what the Lord told his disciples. Is it not? Yes. Back at the end of the Gospels, when he, he, he gives them the Great Commission, right? What's known as the Great Commission. Go into all the world, right? But it's also said again in Acts 1.8. You shall receive power mm-hmm. after the Holy Ghost or Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you shall be witnesses to me both in Jerusalem and all Judea. And where? Samaria. And to the othermost part of the earth. So let's look at how the Lord works. It took this event, the martyring of Stephen, to get the church to leave Jerusalem and go to all the places the Lord had already commanded them to go. Prior to that, they were in Jerusalem. They were going to the temple daily, right? Yes. And meeting in homes. Yes? Yes. But now they were taking the next step of faith and actually fulfilling in the fullness of what the Lord was having them do. Right? We were talking about maturation, and we, we, we thought we were doing the thing, and right, what the Lord said, but we were doing it in part. But now we see that it's expanded. And by expanded, I mean they've understood more, and they're now conducting themselves, carrying themselves, functioning in the fullness of what the Lord had told them to do to begin with but here's the other thing and this is why this is i love how you brought this up sir about philip and it's not clear whether it's the apostle or what um i'll, I'll say philip. church you know uh whatever teaching and, and theology would say is a deacon right um yes but even deacons and elders right there's the same qualifications apt to teach and preach and all those other things right literally same with the evangelist yep you may not sit in the office, but you can evangelize. You can lead someone to Christ, right? Yes. But then how's he doing it? Through signs and wonders and miracles. What's it say? Acts 8, 6. Multitudes were one accord, heeding the things spoken by Philip, hearing and seeing the miracles which he did. And in verse 7, For unclean spirits, crying out with a loud voice, came out of many who were possessed, and many who were paralyzed and lame were healed. And then as a result of what the Lord was doing in and through Philip, 
There was great joy in that city. Amen. So, it's not about a location, if it, per se. And I'll say that because I'm not. That's a caveat to what I'm about to to say, mm-hmm. right? And it have to be in Jerusalem for the signs and wonders to continue. They had to remain connected, and I'm by I mean in alignment, in relationship, being with God, being their God, and they being His people, being empowered by His Holy Spirit to continue to do the works that He did wherever he sent them, saying what he said to say, doing what he said to do, where and how he said to say it and do it. And we see the results are the exact same. Everywhere they went. He's no respecter of persons. He doesn't hold one in esteem over another. He's just looking for people that will love him, that will, that he will be their God and they will be his people. And because of that love, they will be obedient and they will continue to walk with him and do whatever he has asked them to do, which he had already purposed and determined mm-hmm. for their life. That is part of the destiny track for your life. There's no different today. The power lied with Holy Spirit. Amen. Jerusalem was only significant because he was there, right? He's, that's yes. where he started it, Jerusalem. And even if you, you think about things as humans, we want to put um, special attributes to a thing or a place right but it only the, the thing in the place only matter if god is the one who's pointed to it and things and places are or people are never meant to be elevated to his his role to his um reference uh reverence in our hearts and our lives they're they're never equal like the ark of the covenant that only mattered because god made it god is the one who commissioned the construction of it and said its purpose and value but it wasn't anything without him Right. Jerusalem. Yes. It is special to God, but without God, it's just a city. Right? Yes. yes. And if there were no people, because and you read that throughout scripture, there were times where it was desolate, it was laid waste. The jackals and other wildlife and the shrubberies, the, the trees had grown over it. It was nothing. So it's not just a city, it's not just a place. It is the city and the people in tune and dwelling in and amongst, or I'll say it in this way, God being there in the city and amongst the people, all dwelling, I'll say in unity and harmony and love, the God kind of love together. Mm -hmm. And Jerusalem, the value is not intrinsic to any place. It's intrinsic in God, our value and the esteem. So yes, God does, He's valued it, so that makes it special. But the power to heal and all that was not in the city because it w- Jesus wouldn't have had to bring it <laughs> if it was already there, right? Yes. So um, as, as they went, the Holy Spirit went with them, and that's why they were working. But as humans, they probably thought it's better if we stay together because we're all together. We're stronger together. No, you're stronger with Jesus. Amen. And, you, you literally can do nothing without him. Mm-hmm. And th- didn't you say that? Yes. 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 You abide in me and I'll abide in you, right? And but then he also continues in that same chapter in scripture, right? John well you can look at John fourteen and fifteen. He says, Without me you can do nothing. And we all we also know, because he says it, nothing is impossible to God. And nothing is impossible to those that believe. 
Do we not see the exact same things here? Do we not see the fulfillment of his words? Not just in a place, right? I mean, we can go back and look at Elijah. Miracles happen all the time, literally daily in Elijah's life. Especially under persecution, when they were looking, hunting, trying to hunt him down. And he was by the book Kidron, because he was told to go there. He literally had birds bringing him food, bread and meat, twice a day. Sustaining him. I mean, it was the Lord that was sustaining him. But the Lord used wildlife to do it. And then... There came a point where the Lord's like, now go to this place. Right? Yes. That's where the Lord put the provision. That's where the Lord told him to go and to say and do what he told him to say and do while he was there. And every day, it was a miracle. But if he had stayed after God's word to go somewhere else was given, guess what? He would have died. He would have been there hungry and thirsty. I say hungry. No. (laughs) He would have been hungry and thirsty. Because God is the one who gave the command, and it's God who makes something what it is, right? Yes. And when he said, go to the widow, if he didn't go to the widow, right? If he didn't eat the angel cakes that mm-hmm. the, 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 the Lord sent via the angel and the water and all that stuff that he needed for the journey, he would have fell out. He didn't get special. It would not have made it, yes. Yes, fell out on the ground <laughs> from fatigue, Ceased hunger, and live. thirst. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So... We can learn a lot from this, right? Yes. All he's looking for are people that are submitted to him, that will put his will above their own, that don't operate off of their thoughts and ideas, right? But are seeking the Lord for his thoughts and his ways, not just to know them and know about them, but to do them, to apply them to our lives. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's yes. in everything, in every area and aspect of your life. Submit it to God. We want to see divine, I'll say divine intervention, but like his divine presence and his divine nature and all the blessings and benefits that come with him as a result of his grace. Submit every area and aspect of your life to him and watch what he will do. Things beyond your even wildest imagination. Amen. It's a good God. You have to submit it. It starts with you. Amen to that. It begins with you. And don't draw back. Don't shrink back. But remain committed to him and to his ways. To being like our Heavenly Father's Son, Jesus the Christ. Amen. 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 All right. Let's pause there for today. And um, can I get a volunteer to close out in prayer, please? I will. All right, Layla. Lord, we thank you for today, and we thank you for the power that you've equipped us with, Lord, to stand in your name, Lord, and enforce your will on this earth, Lord, as it is in heaven. Lord, we thank you that you give us our daily bread, Lord, that you guide us in all truth, Lord, by your Holy Spirit, and show us things to come, Lord, that you sustain us, Lord, and you bring us life, Lord. We thank you for the opportunity to bring life and light to others as well, Lord, as you use us and move through us, God. We thank you for our listeners, and we thank you for our partners, Lord, those that have partnered with you, Lord, because that's more important. And we thank you for your blessing upon them for doing so. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. And amen. We love you. God bless you, and have a wonderful day. We hope you've enjoyed listening to A Day of Prayer's Morning Bible Study. 
This year, Pastor John and I are believing for 1,000 new partners to believe God with us and join in the work of the ministry. God is doing great things through a day of prayer, and we want you to be a part. If the Lord has placed on your heart to partner with us, please contact us online at adayofprayer.org. Click on the menu and select Partner. Complete the form, and we'd love to hear from you. Thank you again. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, take care and God bless you.